5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. The Adelaide Cabaret Festival's been underway for a, a week or so now here in town, of course. Down at the Festival Centre, looks fantastic lit up, especially at night. So well worth uh, uh, a scroll down there, even if you're not seeing a show. You'd certainly go to a show, but there's a bar out in the open. A little bit cold, but <laughs> they've got the heaters and uh, nothing wrong with a drink on a Friday or Saturday night to, uh, to celebrate just being out and about in our wonderful town. One of the shows you can see is Moments in the Woods, Songs and Stories of Sondheim. And putting it on, Phil Quast is uh, is there. He joins me now. Hello, Philip. How are you? Hi, Matthew. Yeah, it's lovely to chat to you. It is a little cold, but we're we're having a good time. Tell me about the show, Moments in the Woods. Well, it's been organised by uh, Mitchell Butel, who's actually all in the cast. And what he's done is he's he's gathered um, a group of us actors and performers together: Josie Lane, Queenie Van Der Zandt, Geraldine Turner, Mitchell himself, and myself. And we've got this, um, we've all had big connections with Sondheim shows over the years. For me personally, um, I've done about five or six Sondheim shows and had a lot to do with him over the years, you know, before he passed away mm. uh, in New York. And so we're telling stories about uh, and, and doing sh- songs from the shows about things we're involved with, anecdotes, and, uh, and for those Sondheim fans that like to that miss him and wonder what's going to happen. I think it's a little bit of a, a, a living wake and a bit of a celebration of his life. Quite a few, uh, quite s- some material to, to get across. I mean, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, we've had that here in in uh, yeah. in Adelaide. We've had, of course, West Side Story over the years. I mean, what didn't the man write? It's it's a lot of music. Well, I mean, it's so, there's so many. You know, yeah. merrily we roll, we roll along and company and... Sunday in the Park with George and Follies. There's, there's just so much. And, of course, he never repeated himself. He moved on. Mm. And, uh, and you know, there's a line in Sunday in the Park with George which actually says that, stop worrying if your vision is new. Let others make that decision. They usually do. You have to move on. And that's exactly what he did. He never liked, didn't like to be pinned down. He was a collaborator. And at the time, a lot of people didn't... Uh, didn't like the work, you know, and time has proved that it's uh, it's wonderful stuff. You know, he didn't always write what was popular at the time. But now we look back in retrospect. I can remember when the Opera House was being built in Sydney and my parents thought it was the ugliest thing in the world. And <laughs> people thought, no doubt, that about Stravinsky. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing how time... Oh, and Jimi Hendrix, when you look at Jimi Hendrix. Mm. And Sondheim was just... Uh, he was so innovative, and uh, and it's surprising. I mean, the the difficulty we have is what to leave out, Matthew. I'm, I'm sure that's right. And uh, there's such a, a large repertoire, as you say. What's your favourite Sondheim piece? Well, look, I, I, I think Sweeney Todd. Mm. Uh, I love it as a complete uh, as a complete piece. But I think the one that says most about his life and art is Sunday in the Park with George. But then, look, I, I'm not. I'm not necessarily an aficionado when it comes to him. I, I approach it as a different way to most um, singers. I approach it as an actor because he really was uh, a dramatist and a lot of his songs are about character. And uh, so I just, I adore a lot of the characters. I, you know, I do. I, I suppose Sweeney Todd's the most entertaining. Yeah. I've got, I've got emails from him that actually say, you know, the job is literally to entertain and to frighten the audience. You know, he, he knew exactly what he wanted from the audience. Yeah, that's interesting. Say, yeah. So uh, what was he like as a man? Well, uh, I 
he, look, he was a great teacher. Someone said to me, what, what did you take from him? And I said, nothing, really. It's what he gave. I, I can't say I was his friend as such. I mean, now he's gone, everyone's sort of touchstoning him. Mm. But uh, as a teacher, uh, he, he kicked off my absolute passion for, for teaching because it's the, he did believe it's the pupil that teaches the teacher. And I think because of his, his, his need to have people ask questions about his work, to always put him on the spot. You know, why does he say that? He always had an answer, always, and um, because he'd worked it out. And uh, he was curious. And I was telling a story, well, even today I was thinking, what story did I tell? I remember once he came into my dressing room to give notes, and I was practicing some fishing knots <laughs> with, with lying in my room. And I said, oh, what's my notes, Steve? He said, no, no, what are you doing? And so he sat down and said, oh, show me. And he just became interested in, you know, doing a double uni knot or a palomar knot. And we sat there playing with knots. He, he just... And that would seem like it's not a problem, but or you, how you make that connection to his work. But he was just curious about how things were put together, how you mm-hmm. solved problems, and that's 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 how his his work his uh, his musicals work as musicals. Your job as an actor is to try and solve those problems, those acting problems. Why did he write that? Yeah. And he always had a reason. That's always had a reason. That's so interesting. Philip, your own range of work. I mean, it's incredible. You've won three Lawrence Olivier Awards and just putting yeah. that man's name next to yours. I mean, that must be a massive achievement. You must feel that. That is that is tremendous. Well, um, I have to say, Matthew, I walked off stage the last night at Follies and I, I literally said that and I'm retiring from musicals. But look, I, I, I do see the connection. I do see connections between everything, you know. I did play school for 17 yeah, years. yeah. I teach at neither. I write. I, I, you know, I've, I've done television, film. I was at the Royal Shakespeare Company as an actor. I, I sort of feel that I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm like him in a way, but I, I just I'm, I'm interested in everything. It's a slight bipolar thing on my part, but uh, you know, if I see something happening, oh wow, wow! I just I, I look at it, and I'm sure he was the same. He, uh-huh. just, he, he was he was so curious and funny. That's the other thing people forget. He had that incredibly sharp wit. He could be really tough too. Yeah. You know, he did something that, which wasn't written. He was quite, you know, you could get castigated, but he wanted the best from you always, always. I'm sure that's right, and that's to do credit to his work. But, I mean, incredible just the fact that, and I'm sure others have done it, but his outpouring of work, to be both the musician and writer, uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to just not just the words, uh, doing both well, that always. and the music. When he, Gypsy, yeah. when he wrote Gypsy, he wrote the lyrics, and okay. of course he wrote the lyrics for West Side Story too. Mm. So there were times he didn't do both. Okay. Um, and when you would see, he hated it when you said a Sondheim musical because he would say, "No, no, it's a Sondheim and James Lapine musical, right. James Goldman, and you know." And, and he 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 swears by he's a collaborator. He he didn't like writing songs out of context because he needed. Uh, the book, and for him it was always story, 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 book, 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 book. He wanted to know because he had to know why the characters sang and what they were trying to say at that time. And mm-hmm. you know, that's why he did so many with Hal Prince because Hal would say, "No, go away and rewrite it." You know, fantastic. It's it's amazing, it really is. And uh, Philip, it's it's been great meeting you on the phone. Now rehearsals have been thank underway. You, you. Everyone's been yeah. g- getting along well and uh, performing as they should be. Oh, look, look <laughs> fantastic! It's 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 cavalier. 
it's so when I say cavalier, it's it's brave stuff. It gets up and bites you back, and that's half the excitement of it. You know that it can get up and bite us, and we we love that challenge. You know, and uh, we're we're on stage, all of us, and we're chatting and talking and. It has a feeling that anything could happen, really. Yeah, well, why not? <laughs> That's how it should be. He would love exactly. that. Exactly. He, he wouldn't like it sort of being, you know, stayed. And he, he liked a little bit of irreverence and a little bit of chaos, and, you know. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing people at Her Majesty's tomorrow night. That's fantastic. Um, yes, tomorrow night, Her Madge, Songs and Stories of Sondheim. Philip, it's been wonderful meeting you, as I said, and uh, all the best with it tonight and into the future. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you. Philip Quast, my guest. Uh, Moments in the Woods, the songs and stories of Sondheim, part of the Adelaide Cabaret Festival on uh, tomorrow night at Her Madge. Get along if you can. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.